0: If you have the patience for it. If you can stay. If you can fail to relent. If you can put up, you can put down. Here comes everything. Here comes nothing happening, happening today. Happening one last time before the next last time. This is. This is Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. They say it's Civil Rights Week, or archived at lastever.org, two hours of I don't know what.
1: strategy that has nudged workers from defiance to compliance. Switch. Well, how they nudge workers from defiance to compliance? This the technique was to build excess capacity uh, no data in data other countries, glitch. like, say, Brazil here or, here or here Japan no or Eastern Europe and so on. And uh, which means that when you have a strike indicator you can supply your markets switch. by overproduction elsewhere. That's I alongside of hiring scabs and temporary workers and so on and so Same this year one of the big Last year to let, and they have informed the business press that they are doing exactly the same thing. They're building excess capacity, even in Germany, which has, very, has a very strong labor movement, hence uh, much better wages and much lower working hours and more benefits and so on. So they're willing to do that. They are not for profits, but for class war. Uh, so they'd like to have an excess labor capacity in high labor, high wage places for the purpose of class war, because as they explain. Quite frankly, if there's a strike in Boston, they can supply European and American markets from their uh, excess capacity that they've produced over there. Uh, well, um, there are other devices besides globalization and straight criminality to try to beat down the pampered Western workers. Uh, one of them is, uh, was actually illustrated in headlines in the papers, the Globe and the Times, two or three days ago, uh, when they said bonds surge as unemployment rises and growth falls. So, uh, if you read the papers, you notice right in front of the front page now, nobody conceals it, that the thing that is most worrisome is when unemployment goes down and growth goes up. But when unemployment goes up and growth goes down, then the bond market surges. Uh, uh, and that's very important. Uh, there are by now like around a trillion dollars a day that circulate around in the currency markets speculating against currencies and they're looking for low growth uh, and uh, uh, low uh, uh, low growth and low employment they want stable currencies meaning no threat of stimul- stimulation and growth uh, so they're delighted when the pampered western workers are beaten down more and growth goes down and so on this is a big change in the last 20 30 years and a huge weapon in the hands of uh, those who are trying to drive the world into a sort of a third world picture including by now the leading industrial societies like us. but back in 1970 when this process began before the deregulation of currencies about 90 percent of the capital in international transactions was related to the real economy it was for investment or trade. Uh, About 10% was speculation. Those figures have radically changed. By 1995, it was 5% related to the real economy and 95% speculation. It's a huge change. Besides which, the amount has just moved astronomically. Uh, That's why 25% of the uh, corporate uh, recruiters at MIT now uh, are from Wall Street. They stand against us because we stand in their way.
2: We are not deceived by their pretenses to piety. We have seen their kind before. They are the heirs of all the murderous ideologies of the 20th century. By sacrificing human life to serve their radical visions, by abandoning every value except the will to power, they follow in the path of fascism, nazism, and totalitarianism. And they will follow that path all the way to where it ends, in history's unmarked grave of discarded lies.
3: to her. Life in America was inconceivable to her. All America consisted of people living in tiny cubicles, separated from one another. and he thought how the other part of the hotel was serviced by this part, and that to have so much beauty, perhaps you had to have this much degradation. It created a balance, a symmetry, the ease and grace and elegance of the guest areas balanced by this chaotic, filthy, cavernous, underground world of sweating, laboring people mostly blacks, working in backed up sewage from the guest toilets upstairs, which were scrubbed and polished and covered with sterilized paper.
4: got to become afraid of our own power to think, and our own observations have seen the writing on the wall. Fortress America. Militarized America. Drugged America. Thug America. Frightened America. Police State America. Yankee flag used like a America. A lot of people, mostly born after World War II, have gone as far as to say America is becoming the new Nazi Germany. Pat Buchanan, among others, seems to exemplify this, as he howls for a so-called culture war against all Argent people he considers obscene, subversive, anti-American, and anti-family. He has also gone on record saying, quote, Hitler was a man of great courage. But has America really become the new Nazi Germany? Corporations would love that. After all, who paid to set up the last one? Sure, the screws of dictatorship are tightening, but doesn't this remind you of someplace else? At least the Nazis made the trains run on time. But get our trains to run it all? Forget it! Think Brezhnev. Think Chernenko. Think of an economy falling apart. Cities, factories, nuclear facilities all crumbling and falling apart because the morally bankrupt old toads at the top are too out of it to care, let alone get anything done. Mass incompetence. Spider webs of corruption, bosses rewarded with millions in bonuses for slashing tens of thousands of jobs. Think of a government more and more obsessed with spying on its own citizens. Each one a suspected criminal, many of whom love their country very dearly. Or as Guy Martin put it in an article in Spy Magazine, Imagine living in a country where an army of aging cynical functionaries holds the citizenry in thrall. A physically disintegrating country whose government routinely puts people to death. A country where a cornucopia of security forces has a legal mandate to invade the privacy of a terror-ridden populace by whatever means comes easiest to hand directional mic, random frisk, urine sample, infrared videotape, phone tap, financial profile, informer, drug raid. Imagine living in a country where the economy is strangled by huge monopolies. A country that cannot effectively engage in trade with its competitors. A country whose punitive bellicose regime undertakes as the foundation of its foreign policy nothing less than total domination of the planet. Yes, you think as you sit back in your chair, it would be terrible to live in the Soviet Union.
5: I just had a question. You said that earlier that the two tasks that you do, one is sort of figuring out the um, tracking down the, the sort of communications of your adversaries, and the other is protecting the communications of officials. So, do you consider Germany and the company, countries that the NSA has been spying on to be adversaries, or are you right now not speaking the truth? I mean, do you consider Germany, etc.? An adversary, these European countries, or are you right now not telling us the truth and lying when you say that actually you simply track the, you know, you keep focusing on that, but clearly the NSA is doing a lot more than that, as we know. So I'm just asking our for a clarification.
6: What our are foreign intelligence requirements So, uh, I mean, you know, you can define adversary as enemy, and clearly, Germany is not our enemy, but. Would we have um, foreign, national interests from an intelligence perspective on what's going on across the globe? Yeah, we do. I mean, that's our requirements that come to us as an intelligence organization from the policymakers, from the military, from whoever, are, are global.
5: So, so th- By adversaries, you actually mean anybody and everybody. There's nobody, then, by your definition, that is not an adversary. Is that correct?
6: Um,
5: Who is not an adversary? Well, okay. I can
6: answer your question, but the reality is... No, I'm just trying to get the
5: clarification, because you told us what the two nodes of your work are, but it's not clear to me what that encompasses and you're being fairly unclear at the moment about what you consider to be an adversary. Some, apparently it's somebody who's not just an enemy. It's something broader than that and yet it doesn't seem to encompass everyone. So what is what is the... So for
7: us, um, our business... Has it ever occurred to
8: you that you're just as much a prisoner as I am? Okay. <laughs>
7: we, we do not generate the intelligence requirements so they're levied on us and so if there is a requirement for foreign intelligence concerning this issue or this region uh, or whatever then that is if you want to use the word adversary you can you know, we might use the word target that is what we are going after that is the intelligence target that we are going after because we whether it's adversary in a global War on Terrorism sense or adversary in terms of national security interests or whatever, that's for policymakers, I guess, to make that determination. We respond to the requirements that we do, that helps. And there's a separation, the, board, the language analysts, we work in the SIGNAM side of the house. We don't really work on the information assurance side of the house that's yeah. the guy setting up the protecting our communication yeah i'm
5: just i guess i'm surprised that for language analysts you're incredibly imprecise with your language and it just doesn't seem to be clear so adversary basically is what any of your so-called customers as you call them which is also a strange term to use for a government agency decide if anybody wants, any, any part of the government wants something about some country, suddenly they, they are now internally considered, or termed an adversary.
3: Then later, she began to cry. I need a home, and you're not giving me one. I guess I'll have to go and make my own. I can't stand America. I can't stand the isolation in this country. And he said, look, let's go to a movie. And she screamed, I don't want to go to another movie. I can't stand going to another movie. That's all you Americans do is watch television and go to movies. You go from your apartment into a dark theater and you sit in silence and watch something for two hours and and then you have some coffee and that's it. And What do you want to do? He asked. Do you want to go dancing? She said, no, it's too smoky in those places. And then she asked, what am I doing in this country?
9: For change, we need to bond together as one. Now we're on a journey. To streamline the way we work and build a global enterprise. We have moved on, growing day by day, sharing. Is what is best? We are all a part of Shell's global family doing work aligned with everyone. We are the best, we are all winners. We are the ones who have made a change, we've grown the business. And its strategy, we
4: will succeed. to die. Cover Newsweek. How about this one?. I... Time exclusive. A new study shows how pervasive and wild it really is. Can we protect our kids and be yeah. free speech? Of course, time says hell no to free speech. Then people might realize how much these magazines lie and quit buying them. Oh no, can't have that. But it was later revealed that this article was not put together by some kind of journalist or expert, but by a student at Carnegie Mellon University who was doing a study on how to get started in the cyber porn business. So the kind of websites he surveyed were like a little uh, askew, but does time retract the story? No. Instead, they give us the new age of age.
10: 69% of
4: Americans believe no
11: in What
4: in heaven is going on? And what in heaven is it? going on with the same lovely magazines
12: during
4: the last national election, which used to be a watershed discussion about issues actually really mattered. What they gave us this time was Hillary versus Liddy. Who will be a better first lady? And let's not forget all the endless distraction of the shoppers towards what's really going on with more and more about Ivita. Our own Evita, now that she died in the car wreck, what do you want to bet that not too long from now these very kinds of magazines are going to be claiming people put their hands on the television screen and Princess Diana cures their arthritis.
3: And the waste is enormous, a hamburger is made. 30 seconds later it's been wrapped in paper which is put in a box, 15 seconds later that box has been put in a bag with a napkin and 10 minutes after that, The bag, the box, and the paper are all in the garbage. Now reflect on that. If they removed the burger from the process, then you would be paying people to clean up and throw away paper. It's almost a sort of death wish for the planet. Everyone seems driven to consume the flesh of dead animals and trees. And the uniforms of the people who work there is a cross between gas station attendant and cheerleader squad. And they all behave in a stylized, good-natured way was a sort of standardized rudeness.
13: I think one of the great tragedies of this experiment, called civilization, is the fact that people have to work for a living. And it would be the first thing, if I had a choice, other than, I, other than my acne, I think it would be the first thing I would remove from my life. If I could erase an aspect of my life, it would be this need to work for a living. And you understand, it has nothing to do with the tour itself. When I'm on the tour itself, and I'm showing others the appreciation, and the the spiritual, spiritual with the international This is not in my life I'm a and yet at the same time that because at the end of the week I like $200 after so have all these other pragmatic expenses just to keep the crews alive You know, it's ridiculous uh, I certainly would never wake up early in the morning again
1: Week points out that, I'm um, just quote, quote some things to give you a flavor, they say over the past dozen years, meaning basically since the Reaganites took over, uh, over the past dozen years, U.S. industry has conducted one of the most successful uh, anti-union wars ever with a chilling effect. Uh, the purpose, of, they're very clear about the purpose, they say management's basic goal was to undermine the rights that were guaranteed by the 1935 Wagner Act which brought the United States into the civilized world briefly. They were very quickly undermined. If there's time, I'll come back to that. Uh, some of those rights are still guaranteed by law, but as Business Week points out, that's just a technicality. Uh, the this mentioned. Uh, the basic method of this successful anti-union war was illegally, I'm still quoting, illegal, illegally firing thousands of workers for exercising their rights to organize. Uh, they point out that illegal firings increased by a factor of six uh, for organizing from the late 60s to the late 80s, mostly during the 80s. Uh, Employers illegally fired, uh, unlawful firings occurred in one-third of all representation elections in the late 80s, compared with 8% in the late 60s. And they quote a Harvard Law professor who points out, even more significant than the numbers is the perception of risk among workers who think they'll be fired in an organizing campaign, and that's true. Any union organizer can tell you that. If the chances are that the employers will be able to simply fire people who exercise their legal rights with government protection, uh, the risk of even entering into a organizing campaign, which is not small, there's plenty of sacrifices involved. As you know uh, that increases enormously. In this respect, the uh, this is very much like these uh, radically mislabeled free trade agreements. Uh, it's a lot of talk about job flow and stuff like that, which nobody can estimate and it's a minor factor anyhow. Uh, the major factor is just threat. The threat of that jobs can move is en- enough to drive down wages and working conditions in the wealthier countries and good behavior is meanwhile guaranteed elsewhere by terror and repression that American taxpayers pay for uh, so that they can undercut their own jobs and harm plenty of other people, uh, as well as by driving peasants uh, into the urban labor force in third world countries by programs to force them into agroexport for American agribusiness and by flooding the countries with uh, subsidized U.S. farm products uh, what's what's called aid or food for peace by the more hypocritical commentators.
5: Are you working on anything new?
3: No, I don't write anymore. Why not? I just don't have the time. I have to work all day. Time just slips by. I
5: know what you mean. There's just not enough time in the day.
3: Not as much as there used to be.
5: Mm-hmm. Well, there used to be more.
3: Yes, before I had to work, there was plenty of time.
5: But you had all that stuff published.
3: Sure, I didn't pay much. I had a lot of debt from school. I got married, bought a house. Life comes with all these expenses and poetry just doesn't.
6: bit different. ありがとう I
14: itself. But before we get into it, since this is the year of the ballot, or the bullet, I would like to clarify some things that refer to me personally concerning my own personal position.
6: I'm still a Muslim, that
14: is, my religion is still Islam. My religion is still Islam. I still credit Mr. Muhammad for what I know and what I am. He's the one who opened my eyes. ...because not only were we doing it by taking our money from place, our and spending it, but we try and spend it in our own community. We're trapped because we haven't had sense enough to set up stores and control the businesses of our community. The man who's controlling the stores in our community is a man who doesn't look like we do. He's a man who doesn't even live in the community. So you and I, even when we try and spend our money in the block where we live, or the area where we live, we're spending it with a man who, when the sun goes down, takes that basketful of money in another part of the town.
6: 新大阪までの
2: collection of loosely affiliated terrorist organizations. the state of our union and the endurance of rescuers.
4: September the 11th. You're a patriotic American.
2: Enemies of freedom have, have committed an act of war against our country. It may include dramatic bar, strikes. You
4: could soon go to jail if Newt and his thugs have their way.
2: And as the flag We have seen the state the of our God. union and the endurance Cartwright of rescuers. Working past exhaustion, every nation and every region,
4: to region. To now has a
2: decision to make.
4: Do not Either you are with us coke or pet. And above all, don't you dare talk any fish about Mickey Mouse or McDonald's, or they will. The terrorists. Your.
2: From this day forward, any nation that continues to harbor or support terrorism will be regarded by the United States as a hostile regime. Our nation has been put on notice. We're not immune from attack. We will take defensive measures against terrorism to protect Americans. Today, dozens of federal departments and agencies, as well as state and local governments, have responsibilities affecting Homeland Security. These efforts must be coordinated at the highest level. So tonight I announced the creation of a cabinet-level position reporting directly to me, the Office of Homeland Security. And tonight I also announced a distinguished American to lead this effort to strengthen American security. A military veteran, an effective governor, a true patriot, a trusted friend Pennsylvania's Tom Rich.
15: There are some people who talk and some people who don't, which means that there are some people who leave this place and some who do not leave. Has it ever occurred to you that you're just as much a prisoner as I am? That's why it doesn't matter who number one is. It doesn't matter which side runs the village. Both sides are becoming identical, what in fact has been created, an international community. A perfect blueprint for world order. When the sides facing each other suddenly realize that they're looking into a mirror, they will see that this is the pattern for them.
1: So what are we supposed to do in the face of all of this? Well, we get some information from the press, too. Uh, so Yesterday's New York Times had a front page story uh, with explaining how you got to react to all this stuff. Uh, headline was New. Uh, it uh, quoted an expert as saying, New York is simply not wealthy enough to, for, to afford services to the general population. Uh, the expert was uh, a JP Morgan executive. J.P. Morgan is fifth among the banks in the, uh, uh, in the 500 listing, doing rather nicely. So New York isn't wealthy enough. In fact, the country is flooded with capital. You know, it's super wealthy. But it's not wealthy enough for services to the general population because you've got to increase that, the, those stunning, dazzling, stupendous profit levels that are shooting way up for, like, a few percent.
12: the decadence of obsolescence. Why do things get worse and worse? Listen, they don't have to. They can get better and better. We accept that things fall apart, but they don't have to. They need to last forever.
7: I think I didn't know. Sir, I had to have some way of testing my handiwork.
12: I think
7: it turned out rather well. And you? Mm.
14: Mm. Evil turned out rather well. Mm-hmm. Do you mean you
9: knew what was happening? us all the time.
15: Well, of course, I am the supreme being. I'm not entirely dim. Oh no, sir. We're not suggesting that, sir. It's just. I let you borrow my net. Now,
7: I want every bit of evil placed in here, right away.
14: You mean you let all those people die just to test your creation?
15: Yes. You really are a clever boy.
10: Why did they have to die?
15: Might as well say, why do we have to have evil? We wouldn't dream of asking a question like that, sir. Yes. Why do we have to
6: have evil?
15: Oh. I think
12: it's
9: something to do with free will.
16: don't know about, but, but somehow we are drawn to at least wanting to see it, wanting to watch it, maybe from a distance. I get ideas, and I, I go with those ideas. It's not that I set out to uh, disturb someone or, or do something to, to an audience. I, I set out to try to uh, translate these ideas into film. I grew up in the, in the uh, Northwest in a very, very beautiful uh, world. And uh, a lot of my life has been uh, discovering this uh, s- this strange sickness. And uh, it's got a fascination to me. And I, I love the idea of going into something and uh, discovering a, a world and, and being able to watch it and experience it. There are things going on that, uh, that uh, are hidden that we don't know about but but somehow we are drawn to at least wanting to see it wanting to watch it maybe from a distance i get ideas and i i go with those ideas it's not that i set out to uh, disturb someone or or do something just to an audience
0: seem to be functioning just as designed. Everything is happening the way it's intended. We're on the ride that we think we're on. Somebody has planned a surprise for us. They've covered our eyes. We want to be good sports. Go along with it. Be polite. Be friendly. We don't want to be laughed at. We don't want to lose. Not while everyone is looking. Putting on our best But we realize we're running out of time. We figure we'd we'll get to everything later, though. All those plans. We remember back when we had a dream. wrote some of it down. Try to explain it. Explain it to the person next to us. As if that would accomplish it. If we could just describe it, if we could just talk about it, we can make it to the next meal. We wouldn't have to worry so much about which direction to go in. Take our five minutes of solitude in the bathroom. This is Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. You're listening to Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. Or maybe you're here forever in the archive at lastever.org playlist can be found there as well at that time. This is a live, improvised sound experiment. Experimenting with civil rights. Do we have rights? Are they given to us? Are we born with them? Do they have to be written down in order to exist? Do you have to ask the person next to you, or the person above you, if it's okay? Or is it okay?
6: Are you self-directed? Are you
0: connected? Are you carrying your pocket computer around, waiting for your next orders? We can share. We are looking. Everybody is looking. We are everybody. Here we are. I hope that you do that. Dive back in. Thanks for being in. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being
6: being with us.
0: If you want reminders about when the show will be airing, now that it becomes more confusing, just send email to ken at lastever.org. Send some feedback that way or email anonymously through lastever.org. Good night.
3: sleep. It's making me anxious. Right, maybe I can't sleep because I'm anxious. I don't know. How long has this been going on? Long time. Weeks? Oh, yes. But you must have slept some. Maybe I do. But I, I don't seem to get the benefits. I never feel rested. There just doesn't seem to be the time to relax anymore. I'm always two steps behind. I just stopped thinking. The longer I stay awake, the more my thoughts just become more frantic, irrational. I mean, if I don't get some sleep soon, then nothing is going to make any sense.
6: Yeah,
4: got to become afraid of our own power to think and our own observations have seen the writing on the wall.
13: I mean, according to them, I was running from the cops for a month before they caught up to me. I was not even aware that I was running from the cops as much as I was aware that I was running from the anti-cruise, and I felt like a fugitive. But you know what? Every day I feel like a fugitive. It never occurred to them that I'm running from the anti-cruise every day. And when I was up in front of the judge for my arraignment, the judge said my biggest problem with this case is that this guy, this current person we're judging, ran from the police for a month. And I, I, if I could have spoken, of course, I wasn't allowed to speak. I would have said it in a lot more than a month. I've been running from you people all my life. All my life. And I'm gonna keep running.
17: Would not have known anything about me there's no way that this cookie could actually have to do with me and the fact that i've gotten it is just basically a joke and i mean if i were going to go on a trip on an airplane and i got a horse and cookie that said don't go i mean of course i admit i might feel a bit nervous for about one second but in fact i would go because i mean that trip is going to be successful or unsuccessful based on the state of the airplane to the state of the pile. i mean and i still and the think I think is to know I the, the that there should be moments in which you're not trying to do anything. I think uh, it's our nature uh, to do things. I think we should do things. I think that uh, purposefulness is part of our ineradicable, basic human structure. And and to say that we ought to be able to live without it is like saying that uh, a tree ought to be able to live without branches or roots.
8: Man in America uh, concern himself since we've been away from the African continent for 400 years, three or 400 years. Why should we concern ourselves? What impact does what happened to them have upon us? Number one, first you have to realize that up until 1959, Africa was dominated by the colonial powers, and by the colonial powers of Europe having complete control over Africa, they projected the image of Africa negatively. They projected Africa always in a negative light, jungles, savages, cannibals, nothing civilized. And and naturally, it was so negative until it was negative to you and me. And you and I began to hate it. We didn't want anybody to tell us anything about Africa, much less call us an African. Uh, and, and, uh, And in hating Africa and hating the African, we ended up even hating ourselves.
12: Look around
14: you, how did America get this way? Land of promise, land of opportunity.
12: Give us the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Have a Coke, watch TV. Have a nice day. Go on welfare, get free money. Turn to crime, crime pays in this country. Why do they put up with it? Why do they keep coming? Look around you, Charlie. This is a toilet.
8: can't hate your origin and not end up hating yourself. You can't hate Africa and not hate yourself. And you show me one of these people over here who have been thoroughly brainwashed, who has a negative attitude toward Africa, and I'll show you one that has a negative attitude toward himself. You can't have a, you can't have a negative attitude toward yourself, a positive a- attitude toward yourself and a negative I attitude toward I refuse to
15: accept the idea that man is mere floatsome and jetsome in the river of life, able to influence the unfolding events which surround him. I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to the starless midnight of racism and war. The bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. I refuse to accept the cynical notion that nation after nation must spiral down a militaristic stairway into the hell of nuclear annihilation. Far,
9: we've been traveling far
15: without our home but not without a star. I believe that on un- unarmed truth, and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. This is why right, temporarily defeated, is stronger than evil triumph. I believe that even amid today's mortar bursts and whining bullets, that is still hope for a brighter tomorrow. I believe that wounded justice, lying prostrate on the blood flowing streets of our nation, And be lifted from this dust of shame to reign supreme among the children of men.
13: Go on welfare.
12: Get free money. Why do they put up with it? Why do they keep coming? Look around you, Charlie. This place is a
11: toilet.
15: to believe that peoples everywhere can have three meals a day for their bodies, education and culture for their minds, and dignity, equality and freedom for their spirits. I believe that what self-centered men have torn down, men other-centered can build up. I still believe that one day, mankind will bow before the altars of god and be crowned triumphant over ward and bloodshed and non-violent redemptive goodwill proclaim the rule of the land and the lion and the lamb shall lie down together and every man shall sit under his own vine and fig tree and none shall be afraid
18: buy this rescue plan. Uh, They they basically, um, they know the market is toast. They know the stock market is finished. The euro, as far as they're concerned, they don't care. They're moving their money away to safer assets, uh, like treasury bonds, uh, 30-year bonds, and the U.S. dollars. Uh, So it's not going to work.
5: We keep hearing. That whatever the, the politicians are suggesting, and i listening, it's all been rather woolly so far, isn't right. Can you pin down exactly what would keep investors happy and make them feel more confident?
6: Uh,
18: that's a tough one. Um, personally, uh, it doesn't matter. That's it. See, I'm a trader. Uh, I don't really care about that kind of stuff. I go with what the. I, if I see an opportunity to make money, I go with that. Uh, so for most traders, it's not about. We don't really care that much how they're going to the, fix the economy, how they're going to fix the, uh, the whole situation. Our job is to make money. from And personally, I've been dreaming of this moment for three years. Uh, I, I had a confession, which is, uh, I go to bed every night, I dream of another recession, I dream of another moment like this. Why? Because uh, people don't seem to uh, maybe remember, but the 30s depression, the depression in the 30s, wasn't just about the market crash. There were some people who were prepared to make money from that crash. And I think anybody can do that. It, it isn't just for some people in the elite. Anybody can actually make money.
6: It's an opportunity. To the
8: same degree that your attitude, that your understanding of and attitude toward Africa becomes positive, you'll find that your understanding of and your attitude toward yourself will also become positive. And this is what the white man knows. So they very skillfully uh, made you and me hate our African identity, our African uh, characteristics. And you know yourself. We have been the people who hated our act. and the characters. reason
7: uh, we hated our- That's not how it works is because we've got congressional oversight and judicial oversight. And if people can't trust not only the executive branch but also don't trust Congress and don't trust uh, federal judges to make sure that we're abiding by the Constitution, due process and rule of law,
15: then we're going to have some problems. of a genuine civilization struggling to be born today I come to Oslo as a trustee inspired and with renewed dedication to humanity I accept this prize on behalf of all men who love peace and brotherhood I say I come as a trustee But in the depths of my heart, I am aware that this prize is much more than an honor to me personally. Every time I take a flight, I am always mindful of the many people who make a successful journey possible. The known pilots and the unknown ground crew. A race
12: war is a war in which children are destroyed. In which children are mutilated in which children face the same destructive wrath that grown-ups face. A race war is the worst war that you can conceive. And this war, race war that is coming upon the head of the white man is something that he is bringing down upon himself. The entire country is on the verge of erupting into racial violence and bloodshed. Simply because 20 million ex-slaves are demanding freedom, justice and equality, here in America, from their former slave master, 20 million so-called Negroes, second-class citizens, seeking human dignity, seeking human rights, seeking the right to live in dignity as a human being. And rather than give genuine respect and recognition
15: to your cry
12: for human rights, the American white man answers your nonviolence with violence. He answers your crabs and your freedom songs with false promises, deceitful maneuvers, and outright bloodshed. According to what we are taught from the white man's textbooks and his school, the Revolutionary War and the Civil War were two wars fought on American soil, supposedly for freedom and democracy. But that these two wars were really for the freedom and human dignity of all men. Why are 20 million of our people still confined here in America and enslaved by second-class citizenship? Something is wrong. The truth is that the Revolutionary War was fought on American soil to free the American white man from the English white man. The Revolutionary War was never fought to provide freedom and democracy in this white country for the black man. Our people remain slaves here in America, even after the Declaration of Independence was signed. In fact, most of the white Founding Fathers who signed the Declaration of Independence were nothing but slave owners themselves. It is sheer hypocrisy, sheer ignorance, sheer insanity, for our people here in America to celebrate the 4th of July as Independence Day. While white America still denies us first-class citizenship that goes for an independent people. And it is nothing but hypocrisy for the American white man to pretend that the Revolutionary War was truly a war of independence. As long as 20 million black people here in America are denied the privileges of an independent people. Don't white fool you. Don't let the white man smile at you and blow you to sleep. Behind that smile is a vicious heart. Behind those teeth is an animal-like beast who doesn't have it within him to want for you what he wants for himself and his own kind. Don't let that man fool you.
15: just doing your own, you know, do you whoever know, you don't believe in, in It was just getting got out of hand, you know. So but Beatles was the final thing because uh it's like I no longer believe in in myth, you know. And Beatles is another myth. I don't believe in it. But the dream's over. You know, I'm not just talking about the Beatles is well, I'm talking about the generation thing. You know, the dream's over, like it's over, you know, and we gotta Well, I have plenty of personally got to get down to so-called reality. Oldham Tudgee turned into a dope-taking, door-locking,
14: ulcerated danger zone of rabbit scavengers criminal millionaires and moral sneaks.
12: Nobody ever thinks of leaving this country. I do. I
7: think about it every day. I'm the last man.
12: I want an eight-foot length of rubber seal with foam backing.
14: This country's going to the dogs. Nobody cares. I just work here. That's the attitude.
4: Buy junk, sell junk, eat junk. 3 99
9: I have understanding. Uh, understanding of what, Master? Digital watches. And soon I shall have understanding of video cassette recorders and car telephones. And when I have understanding of them, I shall have understanding of computers. And when I have understanding of computers, I shall be the supreme being. God isn't interested in technology. He knows nothing of the potential of the microchip or the silicon revolution. Look how he spends his time. Forty-three species of parrots. Nipples for men. Slugs. Slugs? He created slugs. They can't hear. They can't speak. They can't operate machinery. I mean, are we not in the hands of a lunatic? If I were creating a world, I wouldn't mess about with butterflies and daffodils. I would have started with lasers. Eight o'clock, day one. I, I just can't wait for the moon. Fire. We've been traveling far. We'll be free. Far. we've been traveling far. Without a home, not without a star. Free, only one be pure. free. Being. Be we're part of the globe
17: certain moments without having any particular thing we're supposed to be doing. And I think I just simply object to that. I mean, I just don't think I I accept the idea that there should be be moments in which you're not trying to do anything. (laughs) I think uh, it's our nature uh, to do things. I think we should do things. I think that uh, purposefulness is part of our uh, ineradicable basic human structure. And, And to say that we ought to be able to live without it, it's like saying that uh, a tree ought to be able to live without branches or roots, but, but actually, without branches or roots, it wouldn't be a tree. I mean, it would just be a log.
8: In, in serious things, Where our food, clothing, and shelter was concerned, and our education was concerned, we turned to the man. We never thought in terms of bringing these things into existence for ourselves. We never thought in terms of doing things for ourselves because we felt helpless. And what made us feel helpless was our hatred for ourselves. One of the things that made the black Muslim movement grow was its emphasis upon things African. This was the secret to the growth of the black Muslim movement, African blood african origin african culture african time and you'd be surprised we discovered that deep within the subconscious of the black man in this country he's still more african than he is american Of the
15: dedicated pilot of our struggle who has set at the controls as the freedom movement soared into orbit you honor once again Chief Letuli of South Africa, whose struggles with and for his people are still met with the most brutal expression of man's inhumanity to man. You honor the ground crew, without whose labor and sacrifice, the jet flights to freedom could never have left the earth. Most of these people will never make the headlines. Their names them. will never appear in who's who. Trust. Yet when years have rolled also, past, when the, the blazing light of not truth only the branch, focused on trust. this marvelous age in and which the we live, trust not only the executive branch, mm-hmm. men and women will know and Congress. children and will be
7: taught we have a finer land. To make sure that we're by the a better
15: people. Process and rule of process More noble civilization. civilization. For because these humble children of God, who forgot were willing to, to suffer for righteousness of sake. our own power to think, I think, think and Alfred Nobel would know what I mean.
4: When I say I wall. accept
15: this award, Fortress in the America, spirit of a curator of in America. Which he Drugged holds in trust America.
4: For its true hug America. All those to whom
11: truth, America. Is
4: Police state, mm-hmm. America. Truth. Yankee flag used like a swastika, America. America. A lot of people, mostly born after World War II, have gone as far as to say America is becoming the new Nazi Germany.
17: What's saying. In other words, if I'm sitting at home and I have nothing to do, well, i naturally reach for a book. I mean, what would be so great about just sitting there and uh, doing nothing? It just seems absurd. It's so so there. it's just insane. I mean, it would be just as if she'd said...
11: Uh, well, that's just yeah, the same well, thing. I mean, uh, is
17: there really I've such a thing like as uh, two people doing nothing but just... Oh, my God. Me. You know, when you talk about think our attitudes toward... Our I mean, I think of myself as just a very decent good person you know just because i think i'm reasonably friendly to most of the people i happen to meet every day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i really think of myself i I just think i'm a perfectly nice guy Uh, at least among people who have some
1: minimal uh, concern. uh, Small circle of the people that I know as friends, or, or the you few can people that we know in this the world that are a happy,
17: whatever it is. People I'm really quite self-satisfied. I'm just quite happy with myself. I'm just happy. No, covering. Never even. Did you know, I respond. respond.
1: I mean, a whole they didn't north respond. North of the by there, setting off bombs in of Washington. You know, they responded by taking it to the World Court, presenting a case. They had no problem putting together evidence. The World Court accepted their case, ruled in their favor condemned what they called the unlawful use of force, which is another word for international terrorism by the United States, ordered the United States to uh, terminate the crime and to pay massive reparations. The United States, of course, dismissed the court judgment with total contempt and announced that it would not accept the jurisdiction of the court, henceforth. Nicaragua then uh, went to the UN Security Council which uh, considered a resolution calling on all states to observe international law. Uh, No one was mentioned, but everyone understood. Uh, The United States vetoed the resolution It now stands as the only state um, record which has both been condemned by the World Court for international terrorism and has vetoed a Security Council resolution calling on states to uh, observe international law. Nicaragua then went to the General Assembly, where there's technically no veto, but a negative US vote amounts to a veto. It passed a similar resolution, uh, with uh, only the United States, Israel, and El Salvador opposed the following year. Again, this time, the United States could only rally Israel to the cause so two votes opposed to observing international law. At that point, Nicaragua couldn't do anything lawful. They tried all the measures, they don't work, in a world that is ruled by force.
0: Like, there will be no easy resolutions, no obvious answers being handed down. What will we do? we just give up. Perhaps we just go about our lives and we do the things that we are driven to do. But who's driving? We do what comes from within. We can take, we can be on top. We can come up from the bottom. We can spread all around. The vines, the weeds, the leaves, the weaves. Around and underneath and throughout. When we lose our consciousness and realize that we are everything. We give up. and then everything gives up. Thanks for being part this week of Ken's last ever radio extravaganza. Airing for six more minutes live, improvised experimental collage of sounds. This week, inspired by mentions and swirlings around of... Civil Rights Week. One week when you can think about having rights. That's... This is the week. Put it right below Earth Day. Might have not, not have time for both of them, but fit some of them in. In your... in between shifts. Send me a note. I'll send you a reminder. Email ken at lastever.org. And thanks for listening here to Ken's Last Ever Radio Extravaganza. Keep listening online, the archives, and everything else. Please send me a note. Please be everything. Please be free. Being free will be pleasing.